एक तो दिस वर्ड सेल्फ केयर ना मुझे समझ नहीं आती मतलब आई डोंट नो व्हाट इज द हाइप अबाउट सेल्फ लव एंड सेल्फ केयर इफ समथिंग मेक्स यू हैप्पी जस्ट डू इट नो Welcome to the second episode of Hashtag Career Goals. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Ritya. It's such a pleasure to actually be here, talk to more people, reach out to more people about startups and um, I think careers in general. Yeah, I'm so, so excited yeah. to talk to you exactly about just that, about mm-hmm. your career and your current role at Blinkit. A uh, little bit about careers in in the growth space in general. a little bit about mental health as well and so much more um but first i'm really excited to start with my favorite part of the episode which is the rapid fire um are you <laughs> you ready are you excited i'm 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 looking forward to it but i am a little nervous rapid fire usually is jittery <laughs> but yeah i think you'll do well let's do this <laughs> so okay so the first one um what's the biggest learning that you've had from your career till date i think my biggest learning over the period of all these years um just to invest in people who are freshers mm-hmm. is to really teach them is to really um uh, go along uh, with them hold their hands teach them and not judge them based on experience because they have none and yeah. somebody has to start somewhere so mm-hmm. you know zomato blinkit uh, dineout uh, groupon all as organizations have believed in campus hiring mm-hmm. all have believed in giving everybody an equal chance and i think i myself have personally mentored some amazing people you know amazing like you know after 3 years when i look at them i'm like really i mean why would i not hire you and now i'm like you know why don't you get to a leadership role in 3 to 4 years and i think it's amazing i i love the fact that we took that chance and we sort of built not just companies and uh, you know we we just didn't make money we we also built careers and i think that essentially investment in people has been my biggest learning so far wonderful wonderful uh what's one habit that has improved your life waking up early i'm an early riser too i love <laughs> i love i <laughs> i could never wake up early before i had a baby and now that uh, you know it's been 7 8 years um and i built this routine around waking up at 5 am going for my workout mm-hmm. early in the morning doing a meditation early in the morning so by the time it's 8:30 all my work is done and i still have half an hour to just calm down relax before i hit work so i, I think that has changed my life yeah resonates completely with me i'm glad you said that um what's one book that has impacted you the most so i'm not much of a reader but uh, bhagavad gita has you know when i was a child i've always heard people say that uh, you open the bhagavad gita you'll always have answers and i still really think it's overhyped yeah but um, when i started this self study course suggested by a friend of mine um it's a nine volume uh, bhagavad gita self study course i realized that every volume and you know i wasn't very regular with it so i would read it on and off and you know i would just not read it every day but yeah i would wake up early in the morning to read a little bit of it before sleeping a little bit of it and when i used to have these troubled weird days i would just open my kindle and it's it's funny how i would come up on those things i needed to know so i think bhagavad gita as a book Uh, I don't know why we don't have it in our study course, but we should, and yeah. it's changed my life hundred percent. It's so interesting that you say that because I still till date have my mom and my grandmom every day, almost yeah. every day, who say, "Hey, you should definitely like read a few few passages here and there. You will get answers to everything in your life." And I almost would never believe them, but I see, I see what you're saying. So I maybe, couldn't agree more. Maybe I, I really think it was overhyped. Yeah. 
<laughs> great i'm going to give it a go as well then <laughs> what's what's your best tip for someone who's experiencing a productivity slump don't try too hard it's and, okay it's okay to take a break once in a while go yeah. take that vacation and ask for leaves if you yeah. want to if you need to you'd rather not be at work with a 50% productivity than actually just just take a vacation go for a five day off and i mean i'm i'm taking a vacation tomorrow for like five days with my daughter so yeah Lovely. switching off is good it can be really good for you it's uh, very important you can't always be on you'll you'll get heated up and you'll just break down yeah not yeah. worth it that's true uh what's the best if for someone who's been laid off recently don't give up i don't think it was never about you maybe it's the wrong place maybe it's the wrong choice but if you keep trying you'll land up where you belong what's the best if for someone who's job hunting don't run after money do what makes you happy yeah. pick what brings joy to your life i love my monday mornings i love the fact that i wake up to something i love for the last that for 13 years and uh, i wouldn't have it any other way i'm sure that money will follow lovely feeling to have right i think a lot of people dread mondays and it's really it. sad so it's it's good to hear someone say that that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so i do i do think job hunting can be so stressful right and it's especially in this environment where massive layoffs are happening it's just it's it's such a scary time but uh i'm glad you shared your advice uh, and i hope it reaches reaches the right people yeah i mean you know i think it's very important that people sort of um, get to a point where so a lot of us right and because i interview so many people i can speak from from my experiences a lot of people their second third question is what's my ctc i mean money will follow build your skill set do what makes you happy once you're happy your productivity will increase you'll want to give more and once you start giving more people realize your value it's a cycle and i almost feel like it's like an outcome right like if you focus on what you're doing yeah. and you're doing what you're doing it just kind of is the result that comes out of it so yeah, i guess that's it right yeah <laughs> i mean on that note you've ended the rapid fire i thought you were pretty rapid i'm glad start <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely i'm keen to probe a little bit more i'm excited yes, to talk a little bit more about your career now and what mm-hmm. i wanted to start with actually is is it the fact that you started working at startups like you mentioned like groupon and yes. so yeah. at a time when people weren't as interested i mean at this point everyone loves startups startups are yes. so cool yeah. uh, but back in the day when when you had to i guess work at a company where you didn't know what the future would look like i'm sure that can yeah. be a difficult uh, decision to make so what motivated you to start working at these startups so the thing i was since i was a child i wouldn't call myself a rebel but i made my own choices i was very independent i was raised to be a very independent person from the very beginning so uh, you know i'm somebody who did my who did uh, commerce in school picked up arts in college and did communication for my post graduation and uh, yeah i mean i was i was doing well in photography and then um, i moved to calcutta after after jamia and zomato just happened mm-hmm. uh, i i just feel that the whole idea behind zomato was so promising i used to love the fact that there's a website which uh, you know has menu cards of all these restaurants mm-hmm. i don't know whether it would make it not make it uh, my first day at office was um, i think if i'm not mistaken a 150 square feet room with a single mattress oh, wow. a table and a chair 
that's all that there was it was essentially somebody's uh, i think a servant quarter oh it's, is it yeah at least when we were launching calcutta it's where we started uh-huh. uh that i mean we we didn't officially start start but we were you know collecting menu cards to to launch calcutta at that point and uh, my dad was like what the hell you know what are you doing here you know you went to jamia you went to loretto college what are you doing yeah. and i'm like just let me do this i mm-hmm. i want to try this and he said okay let's do it i had three for four job offers from ad agencies media companies pr agencies in the sun times for that matter but um i just thought the matter was the right thing to do and uh, i followed my heart and i'm glad i did mm-hmm. i got into startups when not too many people were there so i think thanks to my experience with the brand i grew so quick and it's my third stint today at tomato mm-hmm. so um i couldn't love this more and you think it was the innovative idea like you said that you saw those menu cards online like was that something that drew you like versus maybe going to any other ad agency where you know you the work is kind of traditional in some sense i love food i had never done sales mm-hmm. i love to talk and uh, when i was interviewed i was asked what my favorite restaurant is what i would like to eat there mm-hmm. what if there's one thing i could change what i would change um you know and more importantly i was working with people who were maybe 5 years up and down plus and minus mm-hmm. and i loved it i loved the fact that i would work with people my age why would i not want to be uh in a college like environment where there's hard work where there are people who are very forthcoming where i'm not having to wear formals and no one's judging me mm-hmm. for anything i do Yeah. I loved the fact that you know we all were such young people with that one aim to just make this grow. I love I love how unique it sounds sounds I mean at this point of course it's it's kind of the norm almost I, I see a lot of like yes. companies kind of adopting to this but I'm sure back in the day it was like the, the coolest place to be at. Yeah yeah That's... but all said and done I think uh, Zomato's been the best decision I made in my life. Oh. absolute best that's a big statement and i'm it I'm is it is still date yeah and i'm going to stand by it i mean you know my uh, founders depender and uh, pankaj at that point um i think they are the reason this company became what it is that mm-hmm. that passion they have that trickle mm-hmm. down to the company which still does yeah it's it's been life changing for everybody who was in that first batch now i'm sure of course that you know there are layers and you know you're not directly responding or working with them but back then they were involved in everything with everyone which even they are today but it's been amazing it must have been like a great learning experience right i'm sure the learning curve itself must have been so steep at that yes. point yeah 100% it it it's what i would have learned in any other organization in a year year and a half i learned in zomato in maybe 2 3 months oh that's amazing that's <laughs> Yes. Um and apart from your dad were there any other people who were kind of discouraging you or were they like I didn't ask anyone. Okay great. It was the whole rebel <laughs> the rebel. No, I think I think it's your choice. It's mm. it's your life. It's your career. No one's going to come and ask you or talk to you if you don't do well. Yeah. But uh, and it doesn't matter. Mm. And that's how my father raised me. It doesn't matter what people think. You do what feels right to you. love it love it you do you yeah that's that's you the gonna... it's your life it's your life to own right so yeah yeah completely um and now in blinkit right you're in this really interesting space where again yes. like it like zomato was groundbreaking at that point and now blinkit in this is in this like crazy space where you're literally changing and creating habits for indian consumers 
Uh, and I'm sure that comes with a lot of challenges, right? Like for you and your team, um, do you want to share right? on maybe one or two challenges and maybe a few yes. learnings out of that? I'll, I'll tell you what, I think the biggest learning across startups is customer is the king, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think my biggest learning in Blinkit uh, primarily has been the fact that every layer has to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Whether it's somebody managing the whole operations, whether it's somebody who's managing a couple of clusters, whether it's a store manager or a delivery boy. I mean, delivery boy is the backbone of your company. Mm-hmm. So you may think he's just a delivery boy to the outside consumer, but you know, those are the people who are your people who you have to really take care of. Yeah. They yeah. are the ones sweating it out. Your company. We are the face of your company. Yes. Their needs, their emotions, their requirements have to be given priority. Yeah. You know, they have issues and they ha- they need to be heard. And mm-hmm. that's all they need. Yeah. I think that's one thing I um, feel that was a learning. It's something I learned over a period of time. Mm-hmm. It's not something I very, um, you know, instinctively understood or got. It's been, um, you know, it's been, it's been 13 years in the same space, Nitya, but I'm still learning on the job. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, we discussed this earlier. I'm not a management student, but I learned everything on the job. Mm-hmm. Empathy to colleagues is so important in my opinion, but I just feel that the, 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 the whole layering in an ops-like environment is, is very, um, very there. And I think it's important that we as people take care of every layer and we uh, give importance to everybody because everybody needs to be heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my biggest learning. Take you, care of bottom up. Right. And do you think it gets tougher as the organization grows, right? Because I'm sure the layers are increasing as well. Uh, does that add? It's a, it's a trickle down impact. Uh, Zomato, Blinkit, as a company, I've always had an empathy culture. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's something that will be a problem as we grow. I think it's only going to get better because mm-hmm. we add more people with that mindset. Because yeah. even our interview processes, right, are very, very uh, towards how would you handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in aggression. We don't believe in firing people. We are people who want to build people. And mm-hmm. it's something I've learned with the motto with Blinkit. So, yeah. yeah. Something I also wonder a lot of times with startups is the fact that there are a lot of... Uh, things that are done in a more like unstructured and undefined manner and just personally I'm learning how to kind of deal with uncertainty and I'm I'm not the best at it yet but I'm trying so how do you deal with this right like how do you deal with unstructured situations in such an environment I think I would differ a little here startups have a very structured environment in their own ways Mm -hmm. you know um it may not be as per the regular structured company norms Mm-hmm. But we have a very structured approach to everything is why, uh, see, now I can talk to the companies I've worked with, whether it's Groupon or Zomato or Blinkit. So we work on multiple projects at the same time. If we talk of a KRA, right, of course, we define certain jobs, all of us, but uh, we all have a structure around it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think we have anything which is unstructured. However, um, I can talk about uncertainty because, mm-hmm. you know, we work in the e-commerce, big commerce space. Yeah. Uh, we're dealing directly with the customers. Mm-hmm. So of course, there are things that happen here and there. And as and when they happen, you have people to take care of it. You take care of it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's 
it's pretty nice that way it's it's something we've learned on the job you know you 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 learn to tackle things as they come hmm. and but that's true for any any corporate also right you know things just happen out of nowhere mm-hmm. i mean one day you'll just wake up and you'll just realize that someone's gone bankrupt you know some big company and then you're like kya ho gaya you know it's something that you'd heard for the longest time mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so many stocks that keep going up and down because of certain situations mm-hmm. so yeah i don't think there's uh, a problem with uncertainty as such and unstructured of course we're not <laughs> That's a good insight. I definitely didn't think of it in that manner. So yeah. I guess I've converted in that sense. <laughs> yes. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about your roles, right? So I know you've done a little bit of marketing, the sales, the SBD, all of yeah. that. Um, how difficult or easy was it to transition within these roles? So Nitya, you know, it's something I tell people all the time uh, when people come to me for marketing roles. Once you've done sales, you will always know what uh, the client wants hmm. so if you want to do marketing always do some sales to understand what you will want as a client hmm. and what is it that you expect the client to say so work on both sides and hmm. once you worked you know so sales and marketing in zomato was pretty much the same because when we started off we were doing everything right you know we were we were selling we were designing our banners of course we had a designing team but we had to tell them this is the background this is the font hmm. this is because you know you were pretty much managing a lot on the show right. so um, it was very important for us to multitask and because it was pretty much my first serious job i think i just got into the nature of doing a lot together hmm. and right. then of course we had the online ordering business that came around and then we acquired this company called runner we launched our own logistics so operations karna hi pada by default hmm. now you can't just step back and say you know i'm not going to launch this so um, then we just sort of did that and uh, i think transition for me just happened it's not something i had planned it's not something i had done uh, but you know it was such a smooth transition because today i'm doing this tomorrow i'm doing this then we launched online ordering so i moved there and from there we were launching uh, delivery so we launched there i mean sorry i moved there then we were launching city so i moved there mm-hmm. so uh, you know how you how you do this in college today you have a project tomorrow you have another project then another school fest then another college fest so you mm-hmm. keep doing this right you don't really think how you're going to transition mhm right it's, it's almost seamless in a way yeah yeah are there any like transferable skills you think that are important in each role or it it just happens like you said you kind of get used to it on the role more than skill see skill set of course is very important but the intent and ownership levels mm-hmm. once you have them you'll build your skill set but it is extremely important to identify yeah what is it that really is your strength mhm always good to play with your strength so like i said i had never thought i would do sales just mm-hmm. like any marwari girl i would look down upon sales as a job you know to be honest mm-hmm. but um i realized that sales is all about communication yeah. and you can be from anywhere and do sales you're interacting with some really nice people and the 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 amount of uh, knowledge you gather while doing sales because you're talking to different people you're meeting different yeah. people mm-hmm. it's amazing the yeah. networking that happens when you're doing that i think it's been it's 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 been very insightful amazing and i'm glad i did what i did mhm and i think you still right like you were juggling multiple hats then and you are now as well right in your current role too um i mean see in a leadership role you are doing a lot across and that's true for everyone yeah. um and honestly 
for people who are looking for a very defined job role who are stuck to the fact that this is where they start and this is where they want to continue this is what they want to continue doing mm-hmm. um i feel it's very difficult to build any organization with that that stuck mindset i think you have to uh, be open to trying new things mm-hmm. because you may think you're good at something but you may be good at something completely different yeah until you try it i think you just won't know right so once you do it you give it a go yeah i wanted to work with media when i was studying in jamia and before that i've done my internships across um you know media uh, brands but when i did sales i was like wow i'm decent at it i you know and then i started mentoring people i started hiring people and i realized that i'm glad i did sales yeah i'm glad i was thrown into water saying just swim and you just like unlock this strength you didn't even know you had right it's it's interesting how that works out <laughs> i i had no idea i think my first day of my solo pitch i made a sale um and back then 24000 rupees sale used to be a lot back in 2012 and mm-hmm. i was thrilled because i never knew i had that i had the potential and once you unlock it there's no looking back yeah yeah absolutely um coming to from 2012 to now right in 23 Can you share a little bit about what your responsibilities like? What your role looks like now? Now, so with Blinkit, I do a city CEO role, uh, where I'm um, handling Calcutta at this point. It's everything from um, managing the profit and loss to checking the assortment to um, building operations to opening stores mm-hmm. to um, talking to delivery boys to hiring store managers mm-hmm. to deciding on which areas to market in so hr marketing product ops sales strategy name it and we're doing it pretty much everything under the sun yeah 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 and uh, so yeah you've been working for more than a decade now i believe right so 13 years yeah right um and like every career i believe obviously has its peaks and pits have you had that one defining peak or one defining pit that you can share i think i come from a culture where we say uh 1% done you know so i don't think i'm i i i can tell you that okay this has been the peak of my career because mm-hmm. um i want to keep growing i want to keep learning so peak i may not be able to define but if we have to talk about lows um they keep coming I mean, there are days when you feel you've done a lot, but you've still not done enough. And because my drive to be a better person and to learn is very high, mm-hmm. you know, I need to be in a place where I can grow something. Yeah, I have the need to. I, 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 I think I have hustle in my blood, you know. So I need to be at it. I need to see results. I need to see the output to my input. Mm-hmm. So of course there are days I I don't see the desired output and I'm just like what did I do wrong Is there though like I like to call it the oh I can't wait for this moment to happen in my career kind of a kind of a memory is that already happened yeah. to you are you waiting for one Um it's 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 something I talk about very often to my family and friends and I've never spoken about it out loud but I was 12 years old uh you know when uh, my father was watching the economic times awards and um, you know so he is into the it sector he's got his own software house and um, i remember him telling me that uh, you know some day he wants to be there and that's the day i said okay i'm going to do something big in life make him proud 
and uh, he does feel nice he does feel proud but um, i still want to do something big in life where uh, i can be there and uh, he can you know there can be more people wanting to become like me and that's going to be my moment i love that i totally love that and yeah. it's, it's 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 so nice right that when you're younger i feel like our parents or friends or family can be we're at that impressionable age so it's amazing yeah. that you just got to see him aspiring at that at that young age so that's that's so cool oh um, yes <laughs> but yeah i i would say you're you know you're a self-made woman you're killing it at your game um i'm sure there are days where you're like you mentioned you're you're low and um you would probably want to reach out to someone right uh just maybe for solutions or just to vent is there particular mentor or a coach or a friend that you kind of go to venting not so much uh however i do have a mentor who i walk up to for every decision i'd like to make a big one mm-hmm. um so uh, i had worked with him at zomato he was heading the whole online ordering business for us he was a cbo at zomato mukund pulashekaran mm-hmm. he's not a cbo at urban uh, urban company and uh, i think i trust him blindly with most decisions i make about my career Oh, wow. I reach out to him for everything and he's there I think with one whatsapp message with one call and uh, I've been very lucky to have him around mentoring me coaching me and uh, just being there yeah how do you think you went about nurturing this relationship is it because that you worked with him the bond kind of just grew over time no I think uh see what happens is you have to give to receive mm-hmm. and you have to value what you receive and you have to work on uh, people's inputs about you and you have to uh, really take feedback seriously so i think what really built my relationship with him was that i never really uh, you know took any feedback to heart i think i was always wanting to improve and become a better person mm-hmm. to i think in my head now to prove to him that i'm good yeah. so my drive to uh, be a better person sort of worked well to build my relationship with him and uh, even later i think i always kept in touch with him i think it's a routine i follow every teachers day i'll send him a happy teachers day message that's a I'll, I'll, <laughs> i'll make sure i wish him on his birthday and uh, i really look up to that man his his leadership skills everything i've learned under him Mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome that's awesome and how would you um you know for a fresher or someone who's just started out in their career right is there a specific way that they should go about finding a mentor or does it just happen that you're you know you find someone who's in the same company as you you kind of look up to them and then you reach out to them and you know you give and then and then you start to receive i think it's never the student that picks the teacher it's the teacher that picks the student so be open mm-hmm. and keep absorbing you'll find your mentor lovely lovely love that um <laughs> i think that's that's quite a bit about your career i do want to talk a little bit about outside of your work life yes because i have people who are so well rounded and i definitely see that in you because i would love to share that you're a certified belly <laughs> you're a mental health advocate you're also a coaching yes. coach healer yeah uh, yes super awesome let's start with the belly dancing first 
you know when was your first class what got you into it i think i was uh, i had just come back from jamia and there was a course happening meher malik was taking that in calcutta mm-hmm. and i just randomly signed up for a two day intensive crash course or something i went for it and then i i obviously didn't uh, pursue it lockdown happened mm-hmm. i had enough time on my hand she was taking online uh, certified lessons uh-huh. i signed up for it and uh, i think even as a child dancing would make me very happy yeah. i used to really enjoy dancing you know because there has to be something my you know so i have a therapist um my therapist would always say um you know they always say right uh, only work no play makes jack a dull boy that that holds true not for boys girls it also holds true for men and women yep so i think it's important that you play mm-hmm. and uh, dancing is my is my space where i let go mm-hmm. i it's it's meditative for me i try meditation i can't do meditation mm-hmm. but dancing is meditative it makes me the happiest the number of emotions i feel when i'm dancing is is unparalleled it's it's unreal i experience so much when i'm dancing and i think belly dancing why i love it so much is primarily because they say all your emotions are uh, you know stored in your glute in your in your in your lower part of the body and belly dancing sort of helps you release them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i've had my my breakdowns and my super high moments while dancing and hence lovely i think there are a lot of people who would want to try belly dancing but there's some just do it no just one's watching it. you yeah awesome. no one's watching do it for yourself yeah if yeah. you can eat a pizza and not care please go belly dance yep it's a, or any dance yeah i'm glad you say that because i feel like nowadays everyone is on this bandwagon of meditation is important we should do it which which is true it is but to different people it means different things right you could be playing a sport and that could be meditation find your meditation exactly so true um yeah great so belly dancing and now on to men- mental health being a being an advocate for it what i wanted to understand was uh, you know all of us have our own challenges our own struggles that we go through on mm-hmm. a daily basis but mm-hmm. of course the other person can't really see that So as a leader how do you go about creating a safe space for your team members and your colleagues in general So Nitya I've been in therapy for the last 6 years I got into I I started seeking therapy right after my divorce after my separation actually mm-hmm. and I uh, couldn't um thank my stars more for walking into the therapist office this is one day and I informed my parents and they were very supportive um my sister came with me for my first session and uh, i've been regular at it for the, for the last 6 years um people have this uh, i think i think there are two uh, two things that people really uh, need to get out of from a mindset perspective is that a therapy is expensive don't buy that one denim no in a month it's fine or don't buy a t-shirt in a month maybe mm-hmm. save up on days and just do that therapy reach yeah. out to therapists tell them if you are not able to afford they will come around something uh, that's one second is uh, no i'm not mad or crazy because I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy because I want to be a better person and I want to lead a good life. And uh maybe for you that comes with your set of things. And I'm not somebody who wants to fake it on Instagram. I'm not somebody who wants to put a fake life anywhere. And when it comes to a workspace, now that I've been in therapy for a while, uh see when I meet people, right? Uh it's very uh, when you when you talk to them, now you get a fair idea of uh you know if something's bothering them or not i'm not an expert i don't know if 
what, what the exact issue is mm-hmm. however i if they reach out to me with a problem i do suggest therapy and um, so i remember when i was in zomato uh, my second stint i used to put in leaves to my team saying that i'm going for my therapy session oh, you know i would never say yeah i would never say personal work i would say therapy session until date i follow it so if uh, you know if my therapist is very busy and i need like a like an urgent appointment on a weekday and if she's only free in the day and i need to be there i will say i am out of office because i'm going for my therapy session and i had a couple of people reach out to me in fact more than a couple of people reach out to me and uh, i'm just glad i could uh, suggest something and uh, they did go for therapy i have had a podcast uh, on mental health and my inner child healing Mm-hmm. and the number of people who reached out to me i put that up on linkedin and uh, on my instagram and the number of people who reached out to me after that whether it was a supreme court lawyer whether it was you know a couple of startup founders whether it was my own friends my own family um never people who said that just knowing that you know there was somebody else who went through this was just calming and if people in position can't talk you can't expect people to just normalize it somebody has to I want to be that person. I'm not ashamed of therapy. I'm not ashamed of saying um I need help, you know, every now and then. And I think I'm very proud to say that I had the guts to walk in and fix myself. And it's WIP will always be. So yeah. Completely. I so, well so many thoughts, so many thoughts are coming to yeah. me. But firstly, I'm glad that you've shared this. And I do think it's totally normal. It's it's part of self-care, right? Like you're trying to improve yourself through therapy and I hate that there's so much uh I guess taboo around it, which I I hope that we're kind of breaking uh, uh, in in current times, right? And I'm glad that you speak up about it, and I love that you were transparent even in your workplace. I think yeah. that it's much needed. So I'm glad you did that, and I hope more people can follow suit. I think it's it's very. Crucial. I mean, Nitya, you know, it to this word self care, and I'm just not getting it. But like, I don't know what is this hype about self love and self care. If something makes you happy, just do it, no? Yeah. I mean, I have a seven year old, and she just does what may what makes her happy and i think it's such a learning to just see her yeah just do what makes you happy that's that that itself defines self care and self love koi hashtag self love deke soul trip pe jaane ki zarurat nahi hai to show that you're loving yourself it's okay that's do what makes you happy ask for help the stigma around asking for help is so large yeah why yeah i sometimes i think it my own theory i guess would just be that people like to put up a facade of this like perfect life and they don't want people to see through which is it's just so sad because the more you get the help the closer you will be towards a better life or your best version of your life um, people have their own set of traumas their own set of issues and uh, their fears and i get that yeah i was there at one point and i still struggle asking for help it's why i have a therapist because that defines my safe space mm-hmm. um i I I do have a problem walking up to just everyone and saying this and have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't do that even now. So I understand where people come from. Mm-hmm. I think empathy and uh, being vulnerable is 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 what will really help people go along. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I do I do think taking care of our mental health is so important and I'm glad you could speak about it and could you know just share yeah. your thoughts on it as well. um yes. you've given us so much advice already on the <laughs> podcast um and we're nearing the end so 
said I was, I'm glad we were able to do this uh but before before I let you go I would love I would love for you to leave the audience with a question so there's something that they can self reflect on as well could be about their career about life in general I think it's something I I always tell my daughter and I always ask myself and you know people who work with me does it really matter what people think yeah i mean that's it and for how long yeah i think so, so many times at least speaking of myself it's we're so stuck up in our own like narrative that goes on in our brain and sometimes i just think that okay people are really bothered about what i'm doing but at the end of the yeah. day i think they're doing their own thing i don't think they have enough yeah. thinking about what yeah. i have to do i think they should just do it not not yeah each time you think that just ask yourself if you care about what they are doing yeah if you don't they don't yeah i think no not really i think that would be the answer in most times so i think <laughs> yeah i think it's a question we should ask ourselves more often for sure i mean that pretty much will solve for your career personal mm-hmm. space mental health everything yeah. everything the yeah. minute you stop caring about what people think of course you have to be honest to yourself in what you do in terms of career you can't just be like a child okay what do you think if you think i'm average <laughs> sorry it... i'm like super no that's not what i mean yeah. what i'm saying is give it your best mm-hmm. ask for help and if you can't just be vulnerable yeah. yep completely just find your teacher yeah or let the teacher find you yes let the teacher find you <laughs> great so, yeah. yeah awesome awesome Well, thanks, Arpita, so much. This was so interesting. It was so fun, and I, I really hope that the that the listeners could take away as much as I did. <laughs>